Thanks for joining us today on RV Tech Talk, a podcast produced by the National RV Training Academy that is devoted to discussing ways to keep RVs in tip-top shape and ways to make money fixing or inspecting recreation vehicles. My name is Greg Gerber, your host for today's show. Today I'm going to talk with Scott Young, a student who is currently taking training to become an RV technician. Today's episode is sponsored by WorkCamper News, a magazine and online publication that connects RVers to full and part-time jobs around the country. Whether it is running a business from your RV or working short-term jobs for a variety of employers, WorkCamper News can give you information to help you plan a course to live your own dream and get you on the road faster than you thought possible. For more information about opportunities to live, work, and play in your RV, visit www.workcampernews.com. Scott Young started training in the middle of February to become an RV inspector and RV technician. He found a back... He had a background in industrial arts and saw a need for more mobile RV technicians. He and his wife manage a campground in Colorado in the summer. He felt compassion for campers who can't seem to get appointments at dealerships for months at a time in order to get their RVs repaired. That's why he sought training to become an RV technician and took advantage of his time at the NRVTA to become an inspector too. Scott describes his impression of the instructors he has had and the types of things he's learned. He also explains how the hands-on labs expose him to six to eight different types of brands of equipment typically found on RVs. One thing that he has found very helpful is the willingness of instructors to spend as much time as necessary with students to ensure their questions are answered. Scott describes some of the more memorable aspects of the training that's really stood out to him. He also offers advice for others so they can get the most out of the training they take. As he wraps up his courses, he wants to go to work conducting inspections and fixing problems for campers staying at his RV park. So that he can share his experience at the Academy and his plans for the future, please welcome Scott Young to the show. Thanks for joining us today, Scott. When did you take training at the National RV Training Academy? Well, I started my uh, week one, which was a five-day course, uh, back in the uh, middle of March, and I enjoyed it so much that I've been here ever since, taking the uh, advanced tech course, and I am finished just finished up yesterday with uh, week three and have one more week next week. So when you said you started in the middle of March, you're talking about March of 2019. Uh, no, excuse me, February, I guess, is when I started, yeah. Oh, okay, very good. So you've been there for a little over a month, almost? And yeah, a, a little bit over a month, yeah. What motivated you to seek the training? Well, I tell you, my wife had seen, and, and I did too, uh, online uh, and through some emails, the uh, in a box, which is a flash drive that just kind of goes you through the week course that would be conducted here in Athens, Texas, and it's a basic knowledge of the functioning systems of an RV, and, um, you know, I've always worked with my hands. Uh, my degree in college was industrial technology, which is what we used to know as shop and that sort of thing. Um, I do like to build things and uh, get my hands on to see how they work, so that's where my interest was. And then um, just seeing the need for uh, mobile RV techs uh, and more technicians in general. That's a very heavy need at this time for those types of people. 
Yeah, this, you know, uh, during the summer I run, my wife and I manage a campground in Colorado, and I'm always surprised a little bit about when somebody has an issue with their RV and they want to have it worked on, and they tell me the uh, length of time it's going to take for them to schedule the appointment and actually get the work done. It could be, you know, in the height of the season, two or three months before they can get that RV in to get looked at. Well, if they're on vacation and their furnace isn't working, they don't want to wait two and a half or three months. They want somebody to look at it and see if they can get it going right away. I'd agree with that. And that creates quite an opportunity for people like you who are taking training to learn how to fix those problems. It does, you know, um, and there's various different, um, you know, avenues of employment. Uh, the, you know, the RV tech, of course, uh, the mobile RV tech. Uh, um, they have an inspectors program, which I went through and did their uh, first and second level inspectors. Um, so there's a big need for that uh, in the industry. And as we were discussing last night, as a group of just just the narrow field of fluid analysis on vehicles would be something that in the right place for the right person could be a, could be a good business. I agree. It'd be a very lucrative uh, field because people don't often consider getting their vehicle fluids checked. And yet there's so much that can be told just by looking at that. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I kind of think of it as like going to the doctor for a checkup on your vehicle. Um, and I, since I was here, I did some fluid analysis on my vehicle. Didn't find anything major. Um, one minor issue uh, with some acid levels in my transmission fluid. But certainly I'm going to have that looked at because that's the vehicle that I tow our camper with. Like, yeah, that'd be an important thing to have in uh, good working order, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think for the most part, people are really vigilant about changing oils and that sort of thing, but they're really not uh, looking at what's going on in the engine uh, of that vehicle. And the only way we can do that, well, there's two ways. We can tear apart the engine and look at it, but that's not very feasible. Or we can look at oil and fluid analysis, and that gives us an insight as to what's going on inside there. That's right. When you find the metal shavings and things like that, transmission oil, you know there's something wrong. Oh, absolutely. Or, you know, a crossover from one fluid to the next. You know, you see some type of a an oil uh, in your coolant or something that, like that could indicate that something more severe in the engine is going on. You certainly need to have that looked at. You don't want to be stranded out on the road um, and not be able to enjoy your time in your RV if you're, you know, have an issue. I'd agree. What do you like most about the classes you've taken so far? You know, what I really like about it is, is the facility here, number one in Athens, Texas, is exceptional. The uh, big red uh, school uh, classroom is awesome. You know, from the outside, it just looks like a big red building, but inside, it's like kind of like a playground or a toy box uh, for people that like to, to tear things apart and see how they work. And then to the instructors, um, you know, we, for our one week class, uh, we had uh, a couple of instructors, uh, Todd Henson, 
uh, who is uh, part owners here there at the uh, uh, big uh, the Texan RV park. Uh, Howard Jaros, which is uh, heads up the inspection. Um, his wife Pam. Uh, of course, the Coopers were here. Um, and then the second week uh, after we finished that, we were with Howard and Pam uh, for an intensive week of uh, learning about RV inspections. And they were super, uh, very fun to be around, uh, gave us a lot of knowledge and that sort of thing. And then the last three weeks I've spent with somebody that I think is an exceptional teacher, and that's Lee on uh, Booth. And he's been teaching uh, air conditioning and furnaces, water heaters, uh, refrigeration, that sort of thing. So I have one more week to go. We have a new instructor next week, and I'm kind of looking forward to that. What's neat about the instructors that they is that they've all had experience actually working on RVs. It's not teaching theory. They've been out there getting their hands dirty, haven't they? They are. Um, and, and that's what's important because, you know, just about anybody, even without a teacher, can read a book or read a manual and get quite a bit of information out of there. But until you can get your hands on something and really because ultimately that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be repairing things or replacing things that break down. And if we don't have that experience, uh, how are we going to be able to do that? So so the way we learn is by having somebody teach us that's been there, that has done that. And uh, people that have been in the industry a long time, I'm looking forward to finishing because I'm actually going to spend a couple weeks in the field uh, with Leon Booth, just kind of, uh, uh, I don't even want to call it an internship, but just going with them and seeing what they do and how they operate. And uh, I think that's going to be a great experience as well. I'd agree. That gives you an opportunity to see what somebody really does. And it just makes everything fall into place much faster. Yeah, uh, you know, one of the students in our in our last class, um, and we were doing uh, water heaters and furnaces, and we all finished one day. I think it was Tuesday of this week, and everybody was just uh, they had just had it. You know, they had so much information that Leon was was throwing out to us, and we all kind of sat and digested that a little bit in that. Leon was giving us all this information that didn't seem like it was going to connect. And then the next day he introduced a little more information and filled in that circle. And then when we saw him do the demonstrations and we were able to get our hands on the items and work on them, then we knew. So theory is good, but actual hands-on training, and that's what they're all about down here at the uh, Training Academy, is getting your hands on things and working on them. So you not only have the classroom experience, but they actually let you loose in some of the labs to get your hands dirty, actually uh, diagnosing and repairing some of those items that you'll be finding when you go out to work with people at their campsites. Oh, absolutely. And you'll find what they have here let's say it's a water heater and you basically have two types of two brands of water heaters on the market now. But when we're doing our hands on, we're doing six or seven or eight models from each of those brand companies. So we might be looking at 14 or 16 different 
water heaters in a day or a few days and working on them. And uh, we finished up this last class uh, on water heaters and furnaces yesterday afternoon. And four of us students came in to help uh, Leon clean up and that. And we spent four hours this morning tinkering with furnaces and seeing what we could find wrong with them or what was right with them and hooking them up and letting them run. So uh, that's another good thing. If you're willing to take and spend extra time, the instructors are more than willing to do that. If that means before class, later in the evening, or like today on a day off, Leon could have been doing other things, but he was there helping us. That's neat. Was there anything that really stood out about the training that made it more memorable to you? Now, you know, the people that were in the classes, I mean, uh, you know, I didn't, none of us knew each other really before we all came here, the students or the teachers and, um, everybody's been extremely helpful. I, I haven't seen anything negative here whatsoever. The students are here to learn. The teachers are here to teach, um, the people, the support staff here at the campground and in the uh, classroom are here to help. Everybody has a bright shining face. Um, when you go into the office, uh, you know, maybe to pick up a soda or something, they say, how's class going? Do you need anything? Um, and, and that's really important. And, and of course, the place is neat and clean, and um, we're out here in beautiful Texas. So what could be better? Did you learn anything that you didn't know before? No, oh, <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you how much I've learned that I didn't know. Um uh, you know, about campers. They're, they're, they're a small structure, but they're so very complex. I, I was in construction uh, for 20 years, uh, so I knew a lot of the systems, but they're much different in a camper or in an RV than they are in a house. And the accessibility to things, they're not as wide open as they are in a home. Um, you don't have access to things. And so I have to find creative ways to work on them. That's great. Uh, what do you plan to do at the training once you've got it completed? Well, my hope is to do some inspections. I certainly like that. That's something uh, that's something that I found very difficult to do in the beginning. Uh, not really the physical aspects of it, but working with some of the software. And it wasn't that the software was difficult. It was that just my skills uh, with the software were not very good. Um, so that's been a plus. Uh, and then, um, since I do run a campground and I'm there for six months out of the year, I'm sure there's going to be issues, um, where I can help people out. Um, you know, people are out in their RVs to enjoy the trip and enjoy their family and wherever the place is that they're going to be. And if they don't have to worry about, you know, something being wrong with their camper or, finding some place to get it fixed, then that makes their experience outdoors much better. I was full-timing for a little over three years, and I'll tell you, there were times when I rolled into the campground with a problem and was very grateful to find somebody there who would be able to take care of it for me. So I think you'll have your hands full. Uh, I, I think my wife is hoping that I'll have my hands full, and I am too. I'm, I'm just hoping to... to help out people and, uh, uh, you know, put, put the skills that I've learned here at the school, uh, to good use. 
How are the classes preparing you for this type of job? Uh, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're giving us the real world experiences and they're giving us connections to people within the industry. Uh, we did, uh, I think it was last week, we did a uh, field day just on the spur of a moment. We went to a uh, distributor, parts distributorship uh, about an hour and a half away in Dallas. Spent the entire day there talking with various different vendors of products and parts that we're going to see every day when we're working on things. And to meet those people and talk to them um, that, that they know more of the specifics about a a uh, product that they sell or distribute and we got to make good connections and uh, meet people that that we're going to need to know in the industry Mm -hmm. and have you faced any challenges taking the classes you know i would say no um other than you know it, it is a challenge in um if you you know i haven't been to school for years and years. I'm 59 years old. So obviously I graduated college a long time ago. So, um, you know, getting back into that mode of, uh, uh, you know, taking good notes and studying and preparing for tests and that sort of thing. And always the, the hands-on activities where we're, we're uh, looking at what are the issues with a particular um, accessory, a furnace, a water heater, whatever it may be diagnosing that sort of thing. So I think for most people, there's some anxiety there. For me, um, I just say, you know, I've got the knowledge, just take a deep breath and dive in. And uh, what's the worst? You make a mistake and you learn from that mistake. And then hopefully you don't make those when you're out in the field. The classes are about 10 hours long, are they not? Yeah, we start at 8 in the morning and finish at 5. Uh, we do take a lunch break. But I will say that there's a lot of times where we all agree that we want to start a little earlier or definitely we've gone late on later in the day on several of the classes. Uh, one of the, the nights this week, um, we didn't stop at 5. We were in the middle of... Uh, uh, diagnosing problems on uh, water heaters and furnaces. And I think it was seven o'clock before we looked up. Wow. Um, nobody complained about it. Uh, the instructor didn't say, Hey guys, it's time to go home. I want to eat dinner. Uh, Leon was super about doing, uh, whatever it takes for us to learn. And like this morning when, uh, four of us wanted to go in and uh, continue working on things, uh, just to get that experience, uh, he said, hey, let's uh, start at 9 o'clock. And so we were there until uh, almost 1 o'clock today. And Fridays are typically a day off for you folks, but the instructors don't yep. mind coming in helping you out? That, yes. Fridays are typically. When you're in the, in the advanced classes, um, like air conditioning and refrigeration, that sort of thing, you go Monday through Friday, 8 in the morning till 5 or whatever, and then um, Fridays is off. So Monday through Thursday. But uh, last week we went the full week because we opted to take that field trip, and uh, which was extremely valuable. Everybody learned something in there. Where and did while you we go? Were there, uh, not only did we make contact with vendors and that sort of thing, but we listened to seminars on various different pro- uh, products that were coming out or had just been recently re- released. 
and then um like today uh you know there's uh there's a lot of work that the teachers uh have to do to get prepared for us getting things out you know parts supplies uh, uh furnaces water heaters whatever it may be and we felt like it would be a good chance for us to you know uh let Leon know that we appreciate all of his effort. We went in to help him kind of clean those things up and get things back into storage. Um, so he wouldn't have to do that all by himself. But by the same token, the first thing he says is, Hey guys, we have the stuff here. Um, get in there and play with it, you know, see what you can find out that's wrong. So, you know, some of us put stuff away, some of us worked on furnaces and then eventually all of us just kind of, dove in and started learning a little bit more so they're the teachers are phenomenal because they're here to teach not just eight to five but whatever it takes to get us to learn where did you go on your field trip oh uh, we went to a company called pantera in dallas uh, texas and uh, they're a distributor of rv parts and products uh, and we there they had a number of vendors set up uh, they provided us with lunch. Uh, it was no cost. Uh, the trip was arranged by uh, uh, Mr. Cooper, and uh, he just came in the day before and said, hey, you know, would you guys like to do this? You know, we know it'll add an extra day onto your, your classwork, but it would certainly be worth your time to do that. If we had to do that on our own, we would not have gotten the amount of knowledge that we did when we went as a class. That's great. Would you say you had an opportunity throughout the entire training to ask all the questions you needed to have answered? Oh yeah. You can ask as many questions or as few questions. You know, some of the people in the classroom don't ask any questions. I'm, I'm kind of one of those. I don't really, you know, once they go through the materials, I don't really have a lot of questions, but there are certainly people in, in the classrooms that ask a lot of questions and because they ask questions, I don't have to do that. Um, but the teachers, all of the teachers, all the instructors, uh, stop, answer the questions, make sure everybody's on the same page. They know that, you know, they're getting the information to them and then, um, and then away they go onto another subject. That's great. So there's plenty of time during the classes themselves for you to ask questions of the instructors. And also you said they're willing to stay a little later, whatever it takes to make sure that you guys are comfortable in knowing how to fix the things that might go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just, okay, your class is Monday through Thursday, eight to five, and that's all you're going to get. It's, you know, whatever it takes. I mean, if it's, uh, if we're taking a break in class, um, the teachers are normally teaching somebody something. I mean, somebody has a question they don't understand and they're willing to give up their break time um, to, to answer the students' questions. When I encountered teachers like that when I was going to college, I could tell that they really had a passion for the subject matter that they were teaching. Yeah, passion is the big word around here. Uh, I have not met anyone any instructor here or any of their support staff that are just not 100% supportive of what they're doing here and are 100% supportive of the students that are, that are paying to take the classes. 
Do you have any advice for people who are considering taking that training or jumping into the RV repair or inspection business? Well, yes, a couple of things. You know, you can do it two ways. Uh, you can do it the way that Leon Booth, our instructor, did it. He went to just the five-week class and then went out there and went into business. And he said he learned a lot um, as he was just doing the work. Um, he didn't have the advantage of taking all the advanced classes. Um, but if you have the opportunity to come down here and take the classes and then, um, and, you know, they are, uh, I wouldn't say overpriced. They are expensive. It, you know, if you're going to take all of the classes to come down here and maybe you don't need all the classes, but the more that you take, uh, the better off you're going to be. So there's two paths of which you can do this through the formal education that the, the training academy offers, or you can, um, you know, like take a one week class or the tech in a box, which is like I said earlier, is a flash drive. And then, um, you know, you can get out there and go to work. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Scott. I appreciate your advice and your testimony about your training that you're taking at the National RV Training Academy. I wish you the best of luck as you pursue that job doing inspections and also doing campground service this summer. Yeah, thank you, Greg. I appreciate talking to you. Scott Young's experience sounds pretty typical of the students I have interviewed who have completed training at the National RV Training Academy. I appreciate him taking time to describe those experiences with us. Demand for RV technicians is super high at the moment, and many people are turning to whomever they think might be able to help them diagnose and repair an issue with RVs. That always doesn't turn out well for them if the handymen aren't really familiar with RV components. But as Scott has learned, trained technicians have the resources, tools, and hands-on experience to properly diagnose equipment and get it fixed. He was not joking in suggesting that people coming into campgrounds are really looking for alternatives to get RVs fixed on the spot so they don't have to pack up and drive to a dealership if they can get an appointment at all. Advanced training really can open doors for people who want to be in business for themselves Based on people I have talked to, I am confident that a trained technician could keep himself very busy running a profitable business just by serving people living in three to four campgrounds near wherever they happen to be at the moment. I appreciated what Scott said about the inspectors at the academy. They really are knowledgeable experts in RV repair. One of these days we'll get them to sit down for an interview too, but the problem is the classes are selling out and these guys are tremendously busy. With summer approaching and everyone worried about traveling by plane or crew on cruise ships because of the coronavirus, there will be an above-average interest in RV travel this summer. When RVs are used, they tend to break. The need for trained technicians will be even higher this year than it normally is. Have you ever considered becoming an RV inspector, campground technician, or mobile RV tech? Now is the time to pursue training in this recession-proof business. For more information about the courses available at the National RV Training Academy and what it takes to enroll, please visit www.nrvta.com. Today's episode was sponsored by Work Camper News, a magazine and online publication that connects RVers to full and part-time jobs around the country. Whether it is running a business from your RV or working short-term jobs for a variety of employers, 
where Camper News can give you information to help you plan a course to live your own dream and get you on the road faster than you thought possible. For more information about opportunities to live, work, and play in your RV, visit www.workcampernews.com. That's all we have for today's show. We'll see you next time on RV Tech Talk. Thanks for listening.